You're listening to It Came From Gen X. Hey everybody, welcome. Welcome back to It Came From Gen X. I am Keith Porter along with Ryan Michael, known as Porterhouse Skin Bone and Fish Bone. And uh, we are glad to be back. We missed you guys last week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the, the the best of segment. And I want to start off by thanking our, our producer, the boss man, Michael Skinner Jr., uh, for mm-hmm. the work he did putting that together. Um, unfortunately, we had a, a tragic day, which we're going to get into right away. And uh, before we do that, we're going to say hello to, to, to uh, Fisher. Let him tell you where you can find the show. All right, everybody, you might be listening to us on uh, WMVU.org, Global Internet Radio, Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Just pull up their site, play Listen Now, and you can hear us there. Also, there are other fine content with podcasts and great music and all that stuff there. You can listen to us whenever you want to on demand. We are on many podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Verbal, Overcast, and more. Just pull up a uh, platform and uh, subscribe. And as we publish new episodes, they'll flow into your feed for you free of charge. You can also listen to us right on our Facebook page uh, at It Came From Gen X on Facebook. Give our page a like. And there's a section of our page where you can subscribe to our podcast right there and listen to us right on Facebook. All links to social media, our YouTube channel, Came From Gen X, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff. Two main places are Linktree account, simply Google Linktree, it came from Gen X, and it's simply a platform to all of our links, very simple. And our website, it came from Gen X, one word, dot wordpress.com. All show information there, promos, links to episodes, links to where you can listen to us, video, uh, links to our uh, YouTube channel videos, all that good stuff is there on our website. Go check us out there if anywhere else. And if you wish to support the show, our Patreon account is uh, there's a link on our website as well. If you like our stuff, give us a listen, a subscribe, a rating, review, tell a friend. We appreciate your support out there. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks a lot, Fish. Now, you guys, uh, if you listen to the show, you normally uh, hear us go into our week or our weekend. And reminisce, but we got a lot of stuff to go over today, so we're going to get right to it. My man Skinner, take it away, baby. Uh, all right, got a couple things for world news. Before I do so, I wanted to wish everybody a uh, happy Easter this past Sunday. Um, Absolutely. I have a very special announcement uh, and a very special happy birthday. I know Fish is going to go over a lot of uh, pop culture and this day in pop culture, uh, but. My better half, also known as Miss Marcy, my rock, my my reason for living, I should say, besides my children. Uh, her birthday's tomorrow, so I want to wish her publicly a happy birthday prior Absolutely. to Absolutely. Happy birthday. I, She's I over here. I correct you, though. You said better What's half. That? I had it more at three-fourths. I don't, I don't know I, what I Fisher got you. has. But. <laughs> Some would say probably seven-eighths, but I yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah, I think you need to redo <laughs> yep. that, but whatever. Yep. <laughs> Right, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happened on her birthday that um, it's, but and Fish will go over that with time per- permitting. But uh, anyways, uh, real quick, I wanted to do an update. Uh, we did a episode uh, segment and we talked about inflation, uh, especially with the reference to the pandemic. Um, numbers are out for March of 2022, and they're staggering. Inflation is up eight. 0.5% since March of 2021. That is the highest increase in one year since 1981. Wow. Uh, the indexes for this is up because of gasoline prices. Uh, let's see, 18.3% in March. Eating out and groceries are up to one from 1% to 1.5% inflation. So overall, the inflation index is 8.5% um, increase from just 12 months ago when we were in the middle of the pandemic. Wow. You're shaking your, you're shaking your head know. in dismay. I know. Yeah, I, uh, it's staggering when you hear the numbers. I'm sure everybody has felt it. You know, 
in the stores and whatnot. And the only thing I can say is this. Um, we've had so many things go up. It happens throughout life all the time. Uh, you look what people are paying for things now versus to what we paid when we were 20 years old or whatever. We adjust it. Mm -hmm. We adjust it. And that's what we're going to do again. Um, that's the best way I can, the best advice I can give besides people stressing themselves, especially over things that you don't have any power to do anything about. You just have to adjust. And that's called surviving. So th that that's really my only comment on that. Um, we live in some, some pretty icky times right now. And uh, those with a strong mind will survive. And those that are, are frightful those that are skittish are going to have a hard time so the more you can adjust and just deal with it and it is what it is and i, and I know that's sugar-coated i know it's going to cause problems for some people i know the fuel costs cause problems from some people i don't i don't want to you know skid over that and make it like oh well it is what it is but i'm just saying uh, we will adjust we will survive yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot more to add than that. I mean, it's you're right. It's uh, it's it's a little tough right now all over. I mean, I've noticed that the you know, just my normal grocery run, it's yeah, it's a solid twenty five dollars more. Just uh, uh, you know, Easily. when I go, it just that's just what it is to get the same amount of stuff that I that was prior. Or obviously, you cut back, but you're right. You just we just adjust. Hope that some of these actions that people are taking will uh, help the the fuel. Costs. Obviously, we're living through a war, uh, trying to you know cut off uh, uh, Russia's uh, uh, oil, mm -hmm. the pandemic, everything else. So there's a lot of factors here. A lot um, of factors. Yeah. So, and, I, and I'll say yeah. this too. One thing I know: this is America, man. When you start talking about you know things going up, especially when you talk about food or whatever, we are the kings of waste. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh, I, there's yeah, not absolutely. a single person that can't evaluate themselves and see where they are wasting and, 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 and you know, uh, compensate for some of the, the inflation. So just a little word of advice on that. Absolutely. You, the, the word adjustment you use is a great terminology for this because you're right. When we were younger, we remember the price of gas when we were – 19, 20, 21 years old. I was in the military. I was filling up a tank of gas at 85, 87 cents a gallon. Yeah, I remember when and it went to $1.17. People lost their minds. Yeah, we lost our mind when it went over into the dollar mark. So, And then it went into two and three. And we almost saw $5 here in Northeast Ohio, which we were very damn close. Uh, but California, New Jersey, New York, Washington, they all saw those. Those states saw it. Um, but we were lucky to stay under under the five dollar mark. But uh, yeah. no yeah. folks I'm hang in there. California, though, I you know, there's a place where I can understand the people who drive. I know the commute, a 15 minute commute is an hour or something. Mm -hmm. A lot of sitting, a lot of fuel burning. I I can get where it would really hurt people like that. So I don't want to be insensitive to you know to some people's plight. No, absolutely. You're absolutely right. So real quick, uh, another subject matter, uh, Elon Musk is back in the news today. This time it's not for SpaceX or for uh, Tesla. I don't know if you guys heard, but he may have put a bid in to purchase the company Twitter. He has offered a $43 billion bid for a company that's worth $33 billion. Another staggering <laughs> set of numbers. Um, he last week, or no, I'm sorry, two months ago, he purchased 9.1% of the shares for the company. And everybody knew then that this wasn't the end of it. So this yesterday he offered, or this past weekend, offered a $43 billion bid. The company's worth, shares are worth $33 billion. So he's offered $10 billion over share price, and the board members are losing their minds because of this. Have you guys heard this story? I, I have. Go ahead, Keith. No, go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. I was going to say, I, I don't know the details behind it, but I saw they're going to, it's some type of a quote-unquote poison pill tactic uh, that they're trying to take to try to, to block prohibit him. him from, yeah, mm -hmm. prohibit him from taking it. So, yeah, his thing is he wants to make it more of a 
free speech platform again or something along that line. I don't Change know. Change the so algorithms. It, yeah. Able to go in. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but he's wanting right. to be able. You got 146 characters or 145 characters, and once you hit send, it's there. It's done. You can't go back and edit like you can on Facebook or any of those other ones. And he wants you to be able to be able to go in and update or fix something you possibly said uh, and change the algorithms so the free speech would be more uh, prevalent. Go ahead, Fish. Sorry. That's all. It's a, it, we were offered, by the way, uh, by Elon Musk, a $430 for this particular podcast. And we, we have stood firm. He, 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 he uh, turning him down. He's only offering 200 now. Ah, doggone it. Oh, well. <laughs> so Keith, so, Keith, Keith gave him the poison pill and showed him his belly, and that's all it took. <laughs> <laughs> all I can Keith, say is about this think? story is half the word Twitter comes from twit. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got to say, man. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Skinner. No okay. problem. All right, look, uh, those of you who are listening, we're going to just apologize ahead of time. Um, the next part of the show might get a little a little deep. I might bring up some rough memories for some of you, but we felt that we would be remiss if we did not talk about this. Um, last Monday, the reason why we weren't doing the show is my mother uh, suddenly passed away Monday morning. And please forgive me if I get emotional talking about this. It has been the most trying and painful week in my life. And one of the reasons we're talking about this, uh, Fisher texted me the other day, wanted to see how I was doing. And, and he basically also wanted to mention that we didn't have to talk about anything personal on this show. And I know he was trying to protect me. And I told him, you know, we, we don't shy away from anything. And being who we are is going to be the strength of the show. And, and dealing with life is going to be the strength of the show. And he agreed with me and Skinner agreed with me. And I know these two guys understand where I'm coming from. Fisher losing his father some years ago. Um, I watched Skinner's pain up close just a few years ago uh, when I had the honor and privilege of doing his mother's eulogy. So we're not, uh, we're not estranged from this. Uh, we have that in common. So. Um, I've been overwhelmed with the outpouring of, of love, messages, phone calls, emails, money. I mean, it's just been unbelievable, and I'm truly, truly grateful. Um, for those of you that know me, my favorite name to be called is Mama's Boy, because that's what I, I was, and proudly. Um, I moved in with my mom six years ago to take care of her for a year put my house in storage i paid a storage bill for four years because i never moved out and i told her i wouldn't move out for as long as it took um not knowing i would be here as long as i was pretty much gave up my life to take care of her and was proud to do it and would do it again in a heartbeat well we are gen xers we are at the age where all of us, or at least a lot of us, are going to start losing parents. It is the hardest thing in the world to fathom. When I thought about it, I shuddered over the last few years. The fact that it has happened, I am, I am devastated. But a lot of you have gone through it and are going to go through it. And we thought that we could... Uh, talk about that because it's important to who we are at our age and uh, we don't want to bring the show down like we said we're not going to shy away from it so before we uh kind of pivot into a, another part of this story i just get some thoughts from from you skinner um no you lost your mother a few years ago like we said and um you want to talk about how you dealt with that over the years uh, yeah, it's, um, and Mike Jr. I apologize because I know he's going to have a tough time, uh, editing yeah, this show sure. because, um, and I appreciate he was the one that actually had made mention that we should do this. So 
for a millennial, 27, going to be 28. Yeah, 28. It's a lot of character. Yeah, no, he's going to be 29 years old. So the character that he's showing saying, hey, Dad, hey, Uncle Keith, Uncle Brian, you guys should probably talk about this. It would be therapeutic. So I want to thank him, first of all. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we lost my mother on her birthday of all days to lose a parent on December 10th, 2015. And, um, well, we were, we were prepared, but we weren't prepared. My mom was on dialysis for, she came down sick in 2005, uh, lost her kidneys function. Uh, one of them five years later that had a little bit of function was laced with cancer and they took that one out, so she had absolutely no kidney function whatsoever in her body. And she <clears throat> defied all odds. Usually when you have uh, dialysis, and the way she did it, because she had uh, a blood disorder and vein issues, they couldn't put a fistula in her arm in order to port, to be able to plug into, in order to pull her blood out, clean it, and put it back in for a better terminology. So she had one that was in her chest, and when you have that, you're only supposed to live about five to six years. My mother almost made it 11 years. So what she taught my girls at a very young age is how to fight. Not fight as in fist fight, but how to fight for your life, fight for what you believe in, fight for what you want to do. And my children specifically my girls they still to this day when they talk about my mom they talk about her fight her will to live her will to stay as the rock in our family and i yeah. think you can say the same thing with your mom keith absolutely. um she was she was that rock absolutely as far as uh, dealing with it real quick girls, i'm sorry yeah, go ahead i just wanted to say real quick about your girls i remember um at the funeral home i don't know if you recall i but i took all of your children one by one into a room and asked them hmm. uh, what you remember most about her. And to a one, they mentioned that. And um, you're absolutely right. Uh, my, my, I have uh, siblings in California, been there for over 30 years or more. And I have two siblings here, two in California. And for some reason, um, they seem to think that they owe us something for towing the line. You know, taking care of my mom. I was here rubbing her back, rubbing her legs, taking her all her doctor. And they think that we owe, we're owed some kind of thank you for that or whatever. And they don't understand. I tell, you know, I don't, I'm not owed a thank you. That was an honor and that was a privilege. You missed out on that. But what you didn't have to see was watching her suffer every day. Mm -hmm. Now, watching her fight every day. She passed out in church on Sunday. Just Saturday, the day before that, I had to stop her from sweeping. She never, ever gave up and never stopped living. So you're absolutely right. Go ahead. Bud. Yep. So, yeah, so as far as trying to deal with the subject, you're never going to be okay with it. It's been six years for me. I know Fisher's going to talk here. It's been 10 years. Unbelievable! It's been ten years since since his dad passed. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. Um. Somebody it, said to me today, "Time heals all wounds." I said, "This ain't and gonna never bullshit." Heal. That ain't Sorry. Gonna never heal. I, I got a friend I'm lost a, her mother thirty years ago, and she told me it ain't never healed. I don't like to curse on this show, but that's utter bullshit. Time does not heal anything. It helps you cope. But it does not heal anything, and Fisher can attest to this when he yeah. talks about it. But mm -hmm. yeah, time they they say yeah, man. I, all you can do is remember the all the good, and mm -hmm. you're gonna remember all the, some of the bad. You know, my mom wasn't a perfect mother. She made mistakes, and you know what? She grew from those, and she was able to teach us how to grow from making mistakes. But right. out of everything, I remember everything she did for me, and. And I'm going to start crying over this. Okay, but it's okay. Listen. It's okay. I, I got to say one more thing. Go ahead. Yeah. I got to say one more thing, and then I'm going to let pass it on over. There was times that I felt guilty that my mother's love was so strong. But the mistakes that I made uh, as an adult and my kids, the mistakes I made with my kids during a period of time that we consider dark time or our black time, 
But my mother was there every single time. And uh, that's the things you remember. She didn't have to be there. And she was the one that says, you're still a good kid. You're still a good son and a you good father. Right. You just got to turn it around. And I'll always remember that. Amen, brother. Um, well said. I had a dark time myself. Um, those of you that know, um, 20 years ago, drugs, a whole nine yards. And she never gave up on me. And uh, I'm proud to say that I've served under her. 10 years as a minister and seven years as her assistant pastor. And I'm really proud of that. And uh, Skinner, just like she never gave up on you, you don't give up on your kids. So that's called legacy, something she passed down to you. Yep. So uh, um, I, I, I want to say real quick, and I'm going to go to Fish. I'm not looking for a wound to heal, but I know over time my perspective is going to change because you can look at the same thing, but depending on your perspective, and the first few days, it was, God, why'd you take my mom away from me? And now I'm thinking my mom was 87. I was, I'm 53 years old, which means I've had this beautiful woman for 53 years, and I didn't deserve her for one. So I was, I'm, I was a blessed man. So fish, yeah. any? Yeah. I, uh, like you like already mentioned, it'll, it'll, in Memorial Day weekend, it'll be 10 years. I lost my, my dad. My wow. mom is still with me. Um. Yeah, it was a very traumatic experience. It was mom pulled in the driveway and said, your dad has passed out, call 911. And he had passed out in the car where they were just running errands. Wow. And uh, they, uh, you know, tried to resuscitate him in the driveway. And I had to make, the, you know, had to make the decision at the hospital to pull the plug. Because it was, you know, either just basically keep him alive not not really alive. That's not hard. Or, yeah. Yeah. So that was very you know, that that's that that's haunting, certainly. Mm. But um but yeah, ten years later it's like you say, it's it it never really goes away, mm. uh the loss of a parent, but like you say, you just kinda like you guys have already said, you just kinda learn to cope and uh you you remember the impact that they had on you and it, it makes me reflect on you know someday i know you guys feel the same way about your kids you know someday that that's if there's anything in life that we did that was any good it would be that we made a positive impression on those around right, us and absolutely. hopefully our, and especially our kids hopefully that will especially. try to do better than us in their lives and you know he definitely made that impact on me you know you, you never stop missing him obviously i mean no, I, you I never do would love to be able to pick up the phone and talk to dad to say, you know, how are you? Are you proud of me and stuff? And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a very difficult thing, very difficult yeah. thing. But, uh, um, I lost my dad almost 20 years ago. Yeah. And to this day, it's a mixture of, I think of things and I crack up laughing and then I think of things and I cry. Yeah, and yep. I, I, uh, this is different. This is uh, the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Just I guess because of the closeness to my mom. But even with that being said, you know, yesterday I couldn't go sit with the family for Easter. I just couldn't do it. Uh, but my son came to town. Him and his girlfriend and uh, and my sis sister Pam. We had dinner together. And we ended up just cracking up laughing. Him, He was sharing the thought that he remembered about his granny. You know, my mom, <laughs> I tried so hard the last 10 years to bring her into the electronic age. You know, she ended up getting the tablet, the laptop, or whatever. And she had an iPad. And, you know, I was trying to teach her to, to preach on Sundays from it. You know, use it, the Bible app on there. And I told her she could use a stylus pen. And uh, here my mom was standing up in front of everybody with an ink pen, just hitting this iPad. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just heard this glass going, clink, 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 like, Mom, stop it. So it's, it's been, you know, it wasn't even a week yet, and we were st we were sharing a laugh about her, and I imagine it'll always be that way. So, yep. yes. So thank you. I appreciate you guys for, for sharing. Um opening up that part of you it's a it's a painful part and uh 
that's the way we feel about our audience. We want to to share everything that's going on in our lives with you. That's why when we start the show off, we always talk about, hey, guys, what was your weekend? What would you do? You know, we talk about family and then the girls that are in our life that we love and things like that. So uh, appreciate it very much. Um, yeah, I want to tell one more quick story. Sure. My, my mother being a, you know, you used to talk about being a mama's boy. I was a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. I was a grandma's boy. My grandmother, Taylor, my mom's mom. But I tell you what, those two women uh, carved the way for me, I guess. I always ask myself, why do I have four girls, four biological girls and one son, my son being the oldest, and then I, mm-hmm. you know, I get with Marcy and she's got three daughters. Uh, so there's, out of eight kids, there's seven, seven girls. But mm. uh, I was 16 years old driving, getting my license. And uh, my mom was in my car. I had a 74 Monte Carlo driving to work. And my mom was uh, in the passenger seat. And I got pulled over at the corner of Hoppikin and Worcester Road there in Barberton. Sure. At, at the time, there was a McDonald's on the corner there and where Parasons is and all that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I crossed this intersection. It was yellow. And I got through it before it turned red. And I got pulled over by a cop. And my mother sat in that passenger seat and chewed this guy up and down like he was just some Joe Schmo off the street. He was a kind of a young punk cop. And uh, I'm a young kid, 16 years old, with a big hot rod, 74 Monte Carlo. So I get it. But I had to look at my mom. the cop out. Oh, she called him everything but a white man. I mean, it was good to be is good to be white. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You know, she was (laughs) she's like, you're picking on my son because he's a young white kid. Or he shouldn't use the terminology white kid, but some young kid trying to get his license has a nice car and you're you're picking on my son. And I looked at my mom and I said, Mom, if you don't shut the F up, you're going to be hauled off to jail and I got to come get you out. And then dad's really going to be mad. So I had to restrain my mom from chewing out this cop because he pulled me over. And that was just the kind of person that she was. But then you get into another section and she was just the most softest spoken, caring, loving, the rock of our family. But Stories yep, I can never you- tell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, I, I thought, you know, we... we I normally cover sports and music, and I thought to kind of keep the show in, in, in the vein that we do it in with what we just shared. Um, I picked either at sports or music, and I, I went with sports to talk about. Uh, we lost a lot, quite a few athletes over the years, and I thought we would quickly mention um, one or more athletes that have passed away in, in the last few years that may have impacted you the most over the years and why. Um, I have three that I, I want to mention real quick. Uh, the first one was Pat Tillman. Mm-hmm. Now I I oh, never boy. knew I never knew of Pat Tillman before he died, but it's because of how and why he died that it impacted me so hard. Uh, the character, the character of this man to say, you know what, I'm going to pass on doing the sport that I love. I'm going to pass on living making millions of dollars a year and I'm going to go defend my country. And he lost his life for that decision. Um, that did something to me. The strength of character that that took stuck with me for years and it still sticks with me. Um, the second one was Dale Earnhardt senior. Um, my mom passed out in church on Sunday. She passed out in what she loved doing to the most. And this man died on the track doing what he loved doing to most. I, I, I'm not the biggest NASCAR fan, but I was really, really impacted by that when that happened. And, of course, number one um, was Kobe Bryant. I grew up with Kobe Bryant. My godson's name's Kobe. He was part of my basketball life. You know what I'm saying? He came into the league out of high school. Um, I, I admire his work ethic, uh, the way that he thought, the way that he went about things. Um, 
the fact that he would get out of practice and go home and rest and practice again instead of going to nightclubs, somebody who dedicated his life to his craft and to see how he was as a father raising these girls kind of remind me of you, Skinner. And um, th- his life after basketball wasn't, uh, you know, I'm depressed because I can't play anymore. He was so excited about the things he was doing. He was he won an Oscar for crying yeah. out loud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was when pushing his uh, daughter Gigi's career, who she was going to be a phenomenal player. She already had her spot at UConn ready to go. And he was just somebody that's been a part of me for so long. That one hurt really hard. So those are three that I have. Fish? Yeah, a couple that come to mind. I, you know, all the teams I've followed over the years, you know, the Boston Celtics was mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite, my favorite, not one of, but my favorite basketball team growing up. And uh, all those guys are still around, except uh, Dennis uh, Johnston that uh, you know, yeah. passed away some years ago, and he was certainly a just an integral part of that team. I don't remember how he passed; that he was ill or something. But I just remember that was that was one of my first. Like, th- th- this is a guy I watched a ton growing yeah. up. Who who is just gone, and th- that that definitely made me uh, reflect on that. And, uh, another one that kind of hit me was uh, Junior Seau of the of the oh, Chargers. Yeah. Just an All Pro linebacker seemed to be a just a I don't know. He was always smiling off the field. He was just such a force watching him play. And then he, the poor man, uh, committed suicide. In it looked like in part because of all the brain trauma that he. Mm-hmm suffered over the years and i think i think after his death if, it, if he left something behind beyond certainly the impact that he on the game that is uh certainly his family's a whole different thing but uh i when i think when they lost him i think the nfl really him and some other players they really took the head injury a lot more serious and changed rules and tried to help the protection of the athletes and so forth to try to prevent, hopefully, more of that type of uh, unfortunate event from happening yeah. in the future. And then they added an extra game. Yeah, on top <laughs> of that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I don't know. I, and then Kobe is certainly number one. I mean, as far yeah, as just I mean, the, the impact in a, a sport, one of the best players to ever play the game, if you're talking about, you know, uh, Mount Rushmore of all-time NBA mm-hmm. greats, Kobe is definitely, sure. at the very least, in the conversation uh, to have him taken out so abruptly with the tragedy of his young daughter at the same yeah. time was just such a terrible, terrible thing right. in our lifetime. And, so, and of course, yeah, the definitely. say-out thing, being suicide was awful, but also when the Kobe thing hurt me, when you think about this helicopter going down and this man staring yeah. at his daughter, it, it gripped me. God, it just gripped me. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Thank you, Fish. Skinner? Sure. Yeah, you guys kind of stole some of my thunder, but that's okay because I got some other ones that we can you, talk you, about. You don't have any thunder. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a low rumble. <laughs> And I'm really surprised you taking Dale Earnhardt Sr. because that was the first person that came to mind when Caught you asked you, us <laughs> to come with us because I wa- I was watching that on television the day it happened back in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys know this because I know I'm the baseball fan or, or fanatic of the three of us. Jose Fernandez was a pitcher for Miami Marlins. Oh, yeah. He was 24 years old back in 2013. He was a two-time rook, uh, two-time all-star, and he was the uh, reigning rookie of the year in 2013. And he and two buddies decided that they were a bit larger than life, and was out motoring uh, out in the ocean in Miami uh, with cocaine in their system. And toxicology report showed that wow. they were drunk. And they ran into some rocks and they killed themselves. That's terrible. I remember when it happened. It's like tragic. It was tragic, and then you, then it was became a, a very quick learning experience for anybody of his age, any of his stature. That no amount of money is gonna it makes you indestructible or invincible as a superhero would be. A lot of people look at athletes and musicians as these superheroes that get capes and that they're invincible. 
And we all know that that is so far from the truth. So that was, that was kind of the story that that came about. That no matter how young you are, no matter how famous you are, you're in, you're not indestructible, and you certainly right. not right, um, not above. And because of time, you know, we could only name one or two or a few. But you know, going along with what you said, I mean, you think back to people like Lenny Bias. Yeah. You know, people yeah. Like oh that, God, that know. was terrible. I yes, mean, that's right. Like, so there, I mean, this list could go on and on and on uh, if we didn't have sure to, could. Get to to fish. But yeah, you're absolutely right. They're 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 people. They're just people. Okay. One other one I wanted to do real quick is a golfer, Payne Stewart. You guys know oh, that, you gosh, guys know that name. One. Good one. He was he was the knicker. He wore the knickers, <laughs> and the man was absolutely adored in the golf world. And yeah, he was great one. Uh, he. Yeah, you know, he lost his life in a uh, in an airplane accident. That he was, I can't remember if no, he was just aboard a flight going from Orlando uh, to Texas uh, to start a tournament, and the plane went down, and unfortunately, we lost him too soon. But that's another one that uh, just uh, adored. Yeah, that's um, a good one. He's a class act, uh, far as golfers. He's somebody that I really, really admire. And, and yeah. I want to give a, a one too, real quick to mention too. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Guyon Buford, uh, that was one of the astro uh, astronauts killed when the shuttle blew up. Um, oh. That one was really hard, and he had said to his to to his wife, uh, "If I don't come back, I've just gone up a little higher." That one really hit me. I was young when that happened. So, okay. Oh, wow. All right, guys. Thank you. That was great. Um, the only birthday I want to mention in this day of music that I thought was worth mentioning was Clyde Stubblefield. Uh, Clyde Stubblefield was the drummer for the great, great James Brown. Um, his rhythm patterns uh, still sample one of the most sampled music segments today. It, uh, Public Enemy, Run DMC, NWA, LL Cool J, Beastie Boys, everybody sampled uh his drum patterns and um i teach that pattern in uh in my music classes and i life of me can't think of what it's called right now um but it has a name but it was james brown's way of starting to beat back on count one and uh it's, it's brilliant um i can't believe my mind is going blank on this drum pattern but clive stubblefield was engineer he did things on the drums far as funk is concerned nobody had ever even thought of before so with that being said fish take it away brother all right we're gonna talk about one more one more passing that we're gonna lighten the lighten the subject matter here so uh liz sheridan's reason i'm wearing my seinfeld shirt today so uh liz sheridan played jerry seinfeld's mother on seinfeld um she was on the there. She was in 21 episodes between 1990 and 1998. Mm -hmm. uh, played Helen Seinfeld. And the irony there is, you know, we talked about her recently as well. Estelle Harris passed away recently, who played George Costanza's mother. Wow. Both, both ladies were 93 years of age. Uh, Liz Sheridan was just after her 93rd birthday. Uh, passed away in her sleep. Uh, natural causes at 2.30 a.m. Sunday morning. I think it was Sunday morning. Mm. But, uh, well, just recently, excuse me. So, anyway, she she was the last of the uh, Seinfeld parent actors uh, to to pass away. So, I I don't know. She, all the parents, you know, we talked about Estelle Harris recently. All the parents on Seinfeld were terrific in their own way. Uh but uh, Jerry's mom was, I, I don't know, she was just great in that role. Yes, she um, was. You know, I don't know. So very entertaining, great actress, definitely be missed. So I know we're all Seinfeld fans. Skinner, any thoughts on uh, Ms. Uh, Sheridan? Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. All the parents, they were just phenomenal at, at their roles. Um. I saw her in something else, and I'm trying to figure out what the hell it was that I had seen her in. She was in Empty Nest. I don't know if you guys remember that. And she was also in Moonlighting. Um, oh before yeah. She went into uh, before she went into Seinfeld uh, as an apparent. But um, she, I'm trying to 
trying how to how to say it. You could tell she was the way she acted, the way she portrayed portrayed the character. You could tell she was Jerry Seinfeld's mom. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure, absolutely. She played the part so well, you believed watching the show that she was actually his bio, his biological mother. That's the best way to explain it. That's how good she was. And you know, Estelle, same thing with uh, Costanza's mom. She was just perfect for the roles. Um, they couldn't have casted those two women any better. Keith can't say any more to what he said, man. I, I loved her in that yeah. role. She was just great. Yeah, I didn't know this either. But as, as a young as a young uh, dancer years ago, she had a relationship with James Dean, and she wrote a book about that, wow. which was uh, also well known. So, yeah, how about that? Huh. Yep. Okay. So on lighter stuff, uh, just a couple of things in, in the current stuff in pop culture news. Uh, Batman. Well, we talked. We had a whole episode on the Batman. Uh, it is now streaming on HBO Max as of today, April the eighteenth. So if uh, you have not seen that out there yet, and you have HBO Max, go check that out. And if you don't have HBO Max, it's a good opportunity to get it. To check out uh, uh, that movie, and they have some very good uh, original content. We talked about over time as well with the Peacemaker and the DC movies mm-hmm. and Winning Time, the Lakers show, which is terrific, terrific, terrific. Um, there's a new Doctor Strange uh, trailer out there that's dropped. So that movie will Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will open up May the sixth. So the last trailer, very interesting, features uh, Wanda a lot more. I'm really looking forward to that movie. I know you guys yeah. are as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a new movie last uh, evening on Netflix. I know you guys will enjoy Metal Lords. Okay. I watched it. Did you? Okay. Yes. I, I thought it was terrific. I, did, I, loved grand- it. I was just sampling yeah. through it, Netflix, and came across it. I said, wait a minute. This is going to take me back to my childhood. I Oh, man, I loved it. I thought for a second there, are they setting this movie in the 80s because the, the lead character is a kid in high school who's a metal fanatic? I played but with no. that kid. You played with that kid? I played with somebody just like him as well. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. But no, he's just simply a fan of classic 80s metal. He wears nothing but 80s metal t-shirts, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Slayer, etc., and he's such a fan, and he's his logic is we're going to create a metal band, and we're going to kind of rule the world. We're going to win this battle, the band. So the plot is so simple. It's like an hour and a half movie, which is a great length for this thing. And he recruits uh, his best friend to play drums. This kid's a guitar player, and they try to then they recruit a girl mm-hmm. to come in and play cello in, into the band. He even play, pays for the drums. <laughs> yeah. So it just. If you're an 80s, we're all metal fans, and we talked yeah. about that on prior episodes. So if you are an 80s metal fan, just for the soundtrack and the T-shirts and the posters and everything this kid has in his room alone, is it's definitely worth a view. But I thought his the story haircut, was fun. Yeah, haircut his, was his haircut, great. His attitude, it'll just take you back. It was really nostalgic. I thought it was great. Uh, I played with a kid oh. just like that. He was just like, metal! I mean, nothing else mattered, you know? And and, and you better be at band practice, and yep. I don't care who you're dating. I don't. Nothing matters. Nothing matters but the metal. And it was more than just music. It was a religion. It was a way of life. And I love yes. this kid. He played that role excellently. Um, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, it, it, it just took me back, man, like, like 30, 40 years. So great Gen X movie. Yeah, absolutely. Watch it this week. Yeah, you'll enjoy it for sure, Skinner. Okay, in the world of pop culture news, not a whole lot uh, of a whole lot of relevance, frankly. So I'm looking at uh, uh, this week in pop culture history. We definitely had a lot of iconic events that we will remember uh, growing up and otherwise here. So uh, today is April the 18th. I mentioned uh, you know, no more death, but actually one more. I we should mention this day uh in 2012 uh, dick clark uh, passed away so dick clark obviously was just he was and we all know who dick clark was certainly in our generation yeah it definitely was right he uh certainly got made a name for himself on american bandstand he was really 
And in the in the eighties, he started doing those the bloopers and practical jokes television show with right. Ed McMahon, which was a lot of fun. Uh, then certainly he did the uh, the New Year's uh, Dick Clark's Rock and Eve, which is still called Dick Clark's New Year's mm-hmm. Rock and Eve to this day. Uh, I mean, the guy was just absolutely instrumental in the advancement of rock and roll music on American Bandstand, and he he featured. Pop music of, as well, a lot of pop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, yeah, he sure Madonna, did. Madonna, you know. He, yeah, he, he launched Prince. Uh, man, I mean, this goes on and on and on. Man, it's ridiculous what he did. I, I thought I would love to know what this guy was like off off the camera because I thought he had one of the most outstanding personalities on camera. Yes. And the older he got, he stayed that youthful, exuberant kid. Um, yeah, he never who did, changed. Who didn't like Dick Clark? Yeah. Yeah, I got a quick story. My cousin, uh, uh, Nikki Taylor, he's uh, on my mom's side. He's 50, 53, 54 years old. So he's in our group. He's older than me. Autistic. Never was. Uh, he's an autistic. Um, you know, back when we were kids, there was no such thing as autism. Um, but we knew something was not quite right. And. Um, he used to get picked on all the time, but my cousin Nikki would sit on Sunday mornings from 9 a.m. until noon and jot down number 40 to number one on Dick Clark's countdown every single week. And he had these in such detail in a three ring binder, and he could go back 10 years and tell you what was number one That's on cool. such and such date. But he, that was his connection to Dick Clark as he would sit there every Sunday morning. And that's something that I would remember is Dick Clark on Sunday mornings doing the, the countdown. And it, back then it was not just pop or R&B or metal. It was all for all the genres, except for country. They were excluded. But um, yeah, that countdown are- was an important thing for a lot of people in their lives. I like the countdown, um, and I also like some of the greatest debuts in history were on his show. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. he debuted the Jacksons, Can You Feel It? He debuted Prince and some of the other acts, too. Hey, real quick, for you going fish, I want to say, I couldn't mm-hmm. think of the, the Clyde Stubblefield famous drum beat. It's called the Fat Back. Um, a great beat. Drummers, look it up. So, sorry about that. Go ahead, fish. That's okay. I'll have one more thing about Dick Clark, too. Terrific game show host, the $25,000 Pyramid. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, he sure did. Would would you say Ryan Seacrest is a modern Dick Clark? No. No. (laughs) He's a a wannabe, but he will never. Thank you. Yeah, there's not many guys that's as beloved as Dick Clark in our lifetime as far as a pop culture television personality. No. You know? No, exactly. So. And he would make fun his, of himself too, as being youth, you know, always the youthful. I remember those that show Police Squad, which spawned the the air, yeah. the, the uh, Naked Gun movies. He did a scene where he picked up the like the secret youth cream or something like that, rubbing it on his anyway. Just terrific personality. Go ahead, Skinner. One more C- thing. Yeah, uh, Seacrest demise is when he put the freaking Kardashians on the air. There you go. If you ask me. Yeah, it's again. He's, he's a wannabe. Also, this day in 1979, uh, the television show Real People premiered. Yes, and uh, so the, it, this is from pop the, this week in popculture dot com. So is it, they 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 kind of compare it to this is before YouTube was a thing. It was a television show about interesting people that you would not probably hear about because obviously the internet and everything wasn't around yet, of course. Uh, and Richard Simmons was featured on the on mm-hmm. uh, Real People, where he kind of got his start here. But I read the names here. I remember these names: John Barber, Sarah Purcell, Skip. Byron Allen, Skip Stevenson, Bill Rafferty, Mark Russell, Peter Billingsley, David Ruprecht, and Fred Willard. Yes, were all featured on the show. Uh, I love the show. I remember sitting around the television. This is a family night television show. Uh, it was just simply a show about interesting people across the country. Mm-hmm. I thought it was terrific, and you know, it it made you learn a lot about you know pe- just things that some people were into, very unique things yes. that people were doing out there. I right. thought it was pretty cool. 
Keith, what I, do you think about Real People? I, I never missed the show. I watched it all the time. The interesting part it was the prelude uh, to That's Incredible. That and I always terrific. thought that Real People was the Hill Jack version of That's Incredible. <laughs> you had people on That's Incredible yeah. doing all these inc- in- amazing feats. And then on Real People, you had people doing all these dumb feats, but they were still <laughs> kind of incredible. So I thought it was the Hill Jack version of That's Incredible. <laughs> but I really enjoyed the show. Watched it all the time. Yep. Skinner, Real People. Did you watch it? I'm just now looking it up, and I don't remember it at all. I, I mm-hmm. And I see Byron Allen. That name's uh, strung a bell for me. Uh, didn't realize that that's probably where he got his start. Uh, oh, yeah. That man's pretty, pretty successful in a lot of things that he's done. There was a show on, I want to say the w, WB Channel 55. Uh, yeah, talk show for a while. Of, yeah, it does six comedians and then it was a game show and there was another gentleman that was the host and it was they would ask a, a question and the 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 comedians would give an answer whether it was right or wrong and the two contestants i can't remember anyway byron allen was the one that was did this yeah, show i know what you're talking about can't think of it either yep. I, I wish i wish i knew the name but anyway it was a good show funny and byron byron is the one that created that show he was the director producer um but yeah, no, I wish I may have to go back and look at real people. It's saying it's on IMBD or on the Roku channel. So I'm going to have to go back and look at it. Yeah, very entertaining. A lot, a lot of fun. Okay, today is a very famous figure's birthday today. Again, April 18th, back in 1938. And he was born from our uh, local area here He's out of Cleveland, Ohio. He was created. Today is the birthday of Superman, the comic book uh, character. Uh, obviously, we all know the character. And, you know, again, very cool thing that uh, mm-hmm. it's his creators were right from our, our local area, Northeast Ohio. So, I mean, there's a zillion things you could say about Superman as far as, but, you know, at the very least, certainly one of, if not the most famous comic book superhero character that there is there's probably not a person out there at any age if you did not show a picture of superman to that they could not identify who that character is definitely all over the place in the world of pop culture and movies and comics and television and i don't know i used to have my reservation about superman i just you know is he too powerful it just you can't beat him. They've certainly changed him over the years to make it to where he can be beaten. Heck, he was even killed in the comics uh, for a period of time and had to be reborn and everything. But uh, again, iconic. Keith, thoughts on Superman? Too powerful? Are you a fan or uh, not as much? I I don't think he's too powerful. I think he was the perfect limit. Um, in the world of comic books now, it has gotten so outrageous. We have these godlike creatures now. Uh, yeah. The one and uh, things like that, you know, they're like gods or whatever. And it's gotten kind of crazy. I thought he was like the perfect apex uh, of a s- ultimate superhero. You know, we, uh, you know, DC, you have Superman. And of course, in Marvel, you have like your Thor or whatever. So um, one thing I will add, though, to say something about Superman, most people don't know, his strength uh, wasn't muscles. His right. strength was uh, uh, tactile cognizance. And what I meant by that is whatever he touches, his mind adjusts his body to be able to lift or to conquer. It was his touch hmm. uh, that's. Uh-huh signal his brain to deal with it that's why his strength adjusted you know the hulk strength adjusts as angry as he get people don't know superman's strength adjusts as whatever he touched i think it's called uh tactile cognizance or, or back or something like that but it's very very interesting and i didn't know this till i uh watched the comic book special and they pointed it out oh very good interesting interesting yeah Skinner Superman fan or not as much? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it would be remiss not to mention Christopher Reeves as the Superman yep. on the big screen. Um, know, may he rest in peace. Out. When he came out and he was Superman, he was king of Hollywood. Never seen anything for, like that. Yeah, he was king of Hollywood. 
Um, he puts Superman back on the map for anybody that didn't know him when we were kids. Uh, and of course, his tragic accident, riding a horse of all things, uh, became yeah. paraplegic. And uh, still, even in his state, he still was a person of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, he. Sorry, I keep doing this today and it's it's frustrating, but he was, he helped a lot of people even in his condition. How to yeah, how to deal with a person it. of strength, but from a strength. Point there you go. Yeah, I, I you. Get any better than that? Got you. Having that same kind of day myself, brother. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing about it, what certainly one of the uh, interesting things about Superman as well is he was not from this planet. So it was. I always thought that was kind of cool, though, to where mm -hmm. he had to his disguise was dressing up like a dorky. <laughs> regular guy, a regular reporter, to hide the fact that he was Superman living among us. So, you know, different uh, people have pointed that out in comics and everything else. So it's like all these superheroes, they their alter ego was the superhero, yeah. but he was Superman, and he had to create a weaker alter ego to blend in mm -hmm. with the people of you know the regular Just takes a Joe pair Schmose. glasses and a curly cue. That's right. Or get rid of the so, cute. <laughs> can't can't, real quick, can't my, pick him up. Go ahead. Real quick, my youngest, uh, she she surprised me. I don't remember what the premise was. Is I said, hey, who's Clark Kent? And we were walking, and she just looked up to me. She goes, that's Superman. Never expected her to know who that was, but even yep. a non-comic book girl like Serenity, she knew who Clark Kent was. That's cool. Yep. Thought, Very good. thought that was interesting. Okay, and uh, this week on April the 21st, way back in 1986, a huge television special for Geraldo Rivera. You might remember the, the mystery of Al Capone's vault. So this was a live uh, event where Geraldo was really hyping up the fact they found a vault by Al Capone, and it was like there could be all this stuff in the vault. And we're going to go check it out right now on live television and never <laughs> oh opened God. before. Oh, my God. Right? And the executives are like, eh, you know, we'll roll the dice. And, and he goes in the vault, and you might remember. And what did he find? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you know what? This man's career was never the same after that. You're right. You're right about that. Geraldo Rivera yeah. got famous. First of all, he was right here in Akron. If you guys remember the James, the Judge James Barbuto scandal, J Judge James Barbuto was an Akron judge who they found out, if I'm not mistaken, was selling favors in court for sex and things like that. Also, there were some drugs involved. A man by the name of he goes by booby was somehow involved in this and he was the uncle of a very very dear friend of mine you guys all remember a certain drummer that we played in high school tb friend of mine okay <laughs> tony yeah uh, okay oh, well, yeah. tony's wife her uncle Geraldo, was chasing him down main street downtown akron here and it, hmm. it made headline news. Then the highlight of his talk show was when he had these skinheads yeah. on yep. his show and oh, the fight yeah. broke out. And, mm -hmm. you know, today we see this stuff like reality TV. It's no big deal. But that was something we had never seen before. And he was at the height of his fame. And he used that height to get everybody on the edge of their seats to go in Al Capone's boats for two hours. <laughs> yes. And we right. got nothing, and his career went over a cliff like Thelma and Louise. <laughs> yes. Yes. And right. He's he's still a personality on, you know, I think it's on, is he on Fox now or something like that? Yeah, he's like back that, now, so. but he had to start doing a lot of serious stuff, and it took him about 20 years to recover from that. His credibility yeah. was shot. Yeah, you're right. Remember that skinheads fight? They remember the guy, you get the chair thrown and broke his nose. I can quote every yep. line to that whole thing, man. Yeah, <laughs> I still can picture. I can picture it. I yeah, got that no convictions, great. man. <laughs> yeah, yep, man. He called. He called that guy an Uncle Tom or something yeah, like that, and that, oh, and that was man, it. That was crazy. That was it. Yeah, All right. Was 
Skinner, do you recall the uh, Al Capone vault fiasco? Was as oh yeah years before I, your time? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I remember it like it was yesterday. I got nothing else that I could add on that. It was such a huge disappointment, and you're absolutely right. He was never the same after that. All right. And one more thing. Speaking of huge disappointments this week in pop culture history, on April twenty third, nineteen eighty five. The debut of it is another. You wonder about these geniuses that sit around. It's like you know what needs to be fixed. One thing that is, we have to tinker with it because it's not something that people really love. They came out with co- new Coke, so people decided we're going to change the formula of the original Coca Cola and come out with new Coke. And you might recall at the time. I think it was like Max Hedrum was promoting this, like the new Coke. Yes. It was all as a huge Very aggravating. advertising campaign. And you know, they wanted to have more of a compete with Pepsi or something at the time, which made zero sense at all because either you liked Coke or Pepsi for, for the different nuances. Did not last very long, and they quickly had to you know, backpedal and come out with Coca-Cola Classic, you might remember, mm-hmm. for a while. So mm-hmm. they had new Coke for 10 minutes and then Coca-Cola Classic. And of course, eventually New Coke faded away and they did change it back to Coca Cola. And it was a huge uh, fiasco for Coca Cola with yes, marketing and backlash and everything else. So I don't even know if I, I know I tried New Coke. I don't know. I don't remember it, it really that much about it other than the huge uh, publicity, negative publicity that, yes. it, that it received. Keith, do you remember this? I, uh, I, I wasn't like a real Coke drinker. I know I tried it and I didn't care either way but i just remember the backlash was was tremendous and all i'm going to say is this this is how young geniuses and marketing uh, uh boardrooms lose their yep. jobs sure <laughs> somebody oh, yeah. went, hey i got it i got an idea <laughs> what <laughs> And they just lost their job, man. They lost their job because they wanted to make new Coke and just said, shut up. <laughs> and said, boss, I, I mean, got nothing today. The presentation, so, you think, think about that. The presentation must have been astounding oh, for God, somebody had, to come it, in it and pressure. convince. The boss was like, somebody, anybody got anything new? <laughs> Johnson, so, what do you got? Uh, let's change the more, formula to Coke. <laughs> Going to continue. <laughs> moral, moral to the story to millennials, Z's. Uh, <laughs> don't fix what ain't broken. Exactly. Just remember that. Yeah. If you can, if we don't learn anything else from us old folks, don't try it to fix broke, something that ain't broken. Hey, I got an idea. Let's change this show. Let's wear pasties. <laughs> oh my god, boy. Yeah, and I miss this too. I, I, it, it mentions that in 2019, uh, the Stranger Things on Netflix was set in that particular uh, series mm. or season. Excuse me, not okay. series, but season in '85, and they brought back actual new Coke as a promotion. I would have liked to have tried it just for the nostalgia factor. But I, I would have too. Now that I'm older, yeah. Yeah. I agree. yeah, I've seen huh. Pepsi. Pepsi has come back, and they've re-released like Pepsi clear on special promotions and things like that so just for the sheer nostalgia would have been interesting but yeah uh not successful at the time so (laughs) but anyway well one thing that is successful is getting yourself an electric bike from rpm bike shop yes the successful family business located in Carrollton, ohio Go check them out on Facebook. All the information is there. If you're in the market for a quality electric bike, go check them out on Facebook. RPM Bike Shop. So, right? Yeah. And on that note, we have come to an end, gentlemen, of another another episode. Uh, Quick announcement. Go ahead. Yes, please. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I'll be playing with uh, Eric. Brooke, the great Eric Brooke out of Canton, Ohio, and Al McKenzie, bass player for a uh, world-famous band Firehouse. We will be playing together, known as BPM, Brooks Porter and McKenzie, at Lou's uh, Tavern. That's uh, 3238 Lincoln Way East in Maslin.
you've already missed it because it, this is posting. Oh, on that's Friday. right. We're not so live. Okay. What am I doing? <laughs> However, they won't get this right. I'm no, sorry. We did. That's all right. We did post it on Facebook, though. Yes, so the we year, did. We did okay, post the event you. on Facebook here. So next week, you have to tell us <laughs> how it was. Yeah. That's that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. Well, Skinner was such in a hurry to go 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 get himself maybe a new Coke or something like, <laughs> like that. He, <laughs> he has uh, he has dropped. Oh, here he is. He's coming back here now. He's coming back on. He had, he had to get his notes. If he's holding a new Coke, I'm going to crack up. <laughs> yep. Oh, my goodness. I don't believe what just happened. <laughs> if, if it's you, we believe it. He was getting his notes, ladies and gentlemen, for yet another <laughs> flawless outro. Yeah, that's what it was. I was so you afraid of the outro that baby. I wanted it. got these outros down, Pat. <laughs> yep. That was your best I've one got... yet. <laughs> I'll say this much. That's the best you've looked. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've got these new, I got uh, these new uh, beats by Dr. Dre, and I went to itch my ear, and I hit turn it, and it disconnected. <laughs> what a moron. There you go. I got, I got to learn there how to use go. these things. There you go. So, folks, uh, we appreciate uh, your ears this week. I know it was a tough subject matter. I hope what we have said, what we what was spoke about that helps you in your daily life um keith porter keep him and his family in his prayers um it's going to be a, a tough finish of the week i know by the time that you guys hear this it's going to be thursday or friday um so keep them in your prayers uh brother we love you and um you. for you. brian fisher and keith porter on michael skinner we're the guys from gen x we appreciate you and we will see you next week your parents are still around folks Call them, spend time, take advantage. That's right. And get them upset. Ask them about new coats. <laughs> yes, right. there you go. That's right. Take care. Take care, folks.